Now streaming, the Netflix and Swill podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Netflix and Swill podcast, your source for Netflix news, reviews, and booze. I'm Caleb. And that sounds much better. And it's a small technical problem, but we had a slight uh, weapon malfunction. But everything's fine now. We're all fine here. How are you? Uh, I'm wonderful. How are you? You've, you've just come back from a very long vacation. Yeah, um... I don't know. I'm doing okay, I guess. Um, I've just come back from a very long vacation. Uh, I was getting a shower last night, uh, and I I moved my back slightly, and I've been in terrible pain ever since. Uh, and then I have to drive seven hours whenever we get off the call here. Oh. Okay, then. Then let's uh, speed this up, I guess. So you can actually get to your destination, which I'm assuming mm-hmm. is uh, your new place uh, in. Well, it's a hotel. Oh, but well, same thing. I uh, I don't know. I I slept in. I was apparently very tired, but I've I've now lost four hours of my day. That's fine. I woke up at like six o'clock in this morning uh, and then went back to bed for another uh four hours at like eight o'clock so you're fine you're you're not a you're not a piece of shit or anything it's just i think it's just how it is sometimes if you can get in sleep at our age you just get it in mm-hmm. uh what else i don't know in, uh new orleans was fun it's good i'm glad I'm glad you had a nice little break yeah let's see we saw uh i went on a a paddle boat like a a steamboat cruise that was cool decent solid down the mighty mississippi so got the the authentic experience and uh new orleans is like it's like a modern like upscale touristy city and a post-apocalyptic wasteland got like smooshed together and coexist in the same physical space because you'll like walk out of your four-star hotel and then like there's just three people sleeping in a pile at like 3 p.m like on the side of the road well we live in a capitalist dystopia so mm-hmm. that's that's kind of how i assume uh you know the european countries are because like they have all this like historical architecture and shit and then they have, uh, you know, your modern architecture and therefore also the modern the problems of modernness of, you know, vast amounts of homeless people. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it seems like. Everybody's cool with them existing, at least like they didn't have. Like the fucking park benches with a. An armrest every two feet so people yeah. can't sleep on them and like all that shit. That's like the most diabolical fucking thing. Uh, we have we have a stretch of road uh, between our house and Durham. 
where there is just like it like beggars alley basically where like people just stand on the side of like this like six lane highway and just like walk out when the traffic light hits and like hi can you give me money please and it's like <laughs> hi i don't carry cash but uh, good try i don't know people there just like heckle you about shit like a People kept trying to, like, get me to buy shit, and I would just be like, no, I don't want to talk to you. Leave me alone. Uh, this one dude, like, I thought he was giving out flyers for a concert or something. So he just, like, hands me this piece of paper, and I look at it, and it's like, these are these are the shitty poems that I wrote about being homeless in New Orleans. And he's like, that's a $5 donation. And I was like, I'm going to give you $20 right now to fuck off. <laughs> Yeah, this is, that's the worst shit. It's like when they hand you something, it's like, that's that's this much money. Give it to me now. It's like, just have the thing back. Oh, well. I don't want your shitty thing. <laughs> oh, man. What a weird place. It definitely sounds like it. Yeah. I don't know. I'd probably go back again. It was interesting. The uh, We went to the World War II Museum. Uh, which is in New Orleans because the Higgins boats that they used in the the D-Day invasion, like the landing boats, uh, were designed and built there. So that's why the museum's there. Okay. But I don't know. That was like, it's it's fucking huge. If you ever go to it, it's like a two day thing to itself. So I think if I go back, that's going to be like, you know, uh, I'm going to budget like multiple days to try to go through the whole thing. See, you you want to go and do that stuff. Meanwhile, uh, I can tell you that Ashley and I's first vacation is going to be to, like, Universal to go to uh, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. <laughs> so, which I have no interest in. Right, but we Vanessa, have much interest Vanessa in. would probably be into it. Alright, well then we can take it Vanessa, and you can fuck off. I don't know. I can I can hold the bags. I can be the trip dad. Oh my god, that'd be perfect. Yeah, I know, we'd get our fucking robes, we'd roast in our robes. Uh, although, it would probably be like a winter vacation, because that's the yeah. off-season. That was one thing, um, I don't know, like, I I took a certain amount of clothes for my trip. And I was like, surely this will be enough clothes for my trip. Uh, but I didn't account for it being the start of summer, uh... And like the humidity down there because it's a fucking swamp. Yes. So by day four, I was like out of clothes because they were all disgusting. Uh, and also I dress like a northerner and wear uh, denim and boots every day. That's true. So so there's like a little river walk shopping mall there. Uh, so I went and got some shorts and like uh, uh, some nice shoes and uh a couple linen shirts. It was nice. We went to uh jazz, jazz clubs. We saw jazz music performed uh and then we saw a drag show uh which had a performer named Seduce a Man, which is pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> now, uh did you actually because you posted on our Discord that you saw a penis. Did you actually see like dick hanging out? No, no. Okay, I, th- I, I that's what I assumed was happening. I no, was they're like, oh. they're pretty uh they're they're pretty diligent as far as that goes. But uh 
the one the performer who was announcing it was just like uh you know if you get drunk enough tomorrow you'll you'll be able to just tell everybody you were at a lady gaga concert and you won't know the difference it's pretty much true it is very true uh and then like i don't know that like they do like they do tipping like they'll dance around and shit and you like hold money out and they take it uh and that's how they get paid but like so i was getting change to like tip the performers and the bartender was like like i had just bought a single drink from the bartender that cost 15 dollars and so she i paid with a 20 and she gave me a five back and i put it in the tip cup on the bar while she was getting my change and she was like you know i work for tips too after just having tipped 33 percent and i said well that must be super fucking hard for you and then i walked away and stopped buying things there yeah 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 because how how long did the drink even take to make about 20 seconds it was a tito's and red bull oh what what then what the fuck you made five bucks off tips yeah for 20 seconds shut up yeah don't come at me with that kind of energy fucking clown if if you want paid more talk to your fucking boss don't yell at the customer for it yeah that's true uh as for me my week has been nothing i've done nothing I, i didn't take a vacation i just sat at home and did the thing so I'm yeah, glad you uh, lived life for both of us. I don't know. I'm kind of jealous. <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to getting back to work just to have some fucking time off. I think there's a sweet spot for vacations, like where it's actually like this is how much time I'm taking to do stuff. But like you're still sticking to like a schedule, which is like why my ideal vacation is just like go to a place and then do whatever I want. Like, don't even plan it out. Don't even give it a second thought. That kind of stuff. So like beach most days or just like hang out most days instead of like, all right, at four, we're going to go to this cabaret show at seven. We're going to meet here for dinner at nine thirty. We're going to go to the movies. It's like, no, because don't give me a fucking schedule. I don't need an itinerary for my vacation. I just want a vibe. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. There definitely were days where we just vibed, and there were a couple days where I was like, I don't want to do anything. Let's uh let's sit in the hotel room and watch uh Sonic the Hedgehog 2, which just came out on uh digital download. Yeah. Uh through Voodoo in fucking order room service. I'm sure that room service was a billion dollars. Yeah, it was fine. Everything's fine. All right. Uh, well, since everything's fine, let's get into uh, the actual show itself with a segment called What's Your Swill? Can we please get some alcohol into my mouth? He hates these cans. Stay away from the cans. All right. I have a uh, Miller Lite, which was uh, what some people got on my last day of work. So. I have it. It wasn't a four loco though. A four no. loco gold. No, I drank that during the live stream. I'm surprised everyone just didn't pitch in and get you four loco golds. Uh well I had a, a gin and tonic with Cardinal Gin. Uh it's it's still good. 
Uh, it's also the first drink I've had in over a week. Well, that's Cause, good. Cause that was, uh, what the fuck? What, did I even, I'm trying to think if I drank. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so for live stream for the cure, we did. I did uh, moonshine for Drew because uh, Drew can't do moonshine because his doctor was like, no, you can't do that. So I did it instead. So I bought a bottle of Cat Daddy moonshine. Uh, and uh, math worked out to where when I was doing double shots of it every $2,000, uh, we hit $23,000 even, although I think late donations came in like after the event. But we hit $23,000. Uh, I finished the fucking bottle on the final shot. So in three days, I had an entire bottle of moonshine. <laughs> That's unpleasant. It was fine. You know, it was actually like good. Uh, I, I, I held my poker face pretty well every time I took a shot. You know, I took my shot, went, oh, this, is, this is fine, and then moved on. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I'm proud of you. Um, I don't know. Do we want to talk about how that went? Yeah, we can. So, uh, you donated $3,000. I donated a lot. I always, I always do, but like, I was talking to you guys after the event, and it's like I have the the liquidity and the poor impulse control to be able to do that. Like I wouldn't expect that of anybody. <laughs> but That's true. Like, I like to just show up randomly at different times during the event and be like, "Hey, here's a thousand dollars. Kick it off!" And like yeah. that always gets people amped up. And then like you know they see like the big the big splashy donation that I do. And, but then like the real effect of it is like people come in after that and it's like 15, 25, $30. And that continues for like 15, 20 minutes. And I just watch it and I'm like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> my, my favorite part was when you single-handedly brought back two piece on a podcast. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's just like, hey, we I need you to show up and donate this much money at this time. And you're like, okay. Yeah. Um and then I then I told Gerald, hey, if uh if you'll agree <laughs> to do the series with me where we review every one of the Coheed and Cambria albums, uh I'll I'll donate an additional four twenty sixty nine right now. Uh and he's like, all right, sure. And then like later on he was like, so what did I agree to? Because he was like, yeah, it's three or four albums. And I was like, okay, here's all the names of the albums. And I was like, uh, in keeping secrets of Silent Earth 3. Uh, and he was like writing them on a cocktail napkin. And I'm like, uh, good Apollo and Burning Star 4, volume one, from fear through the eyes of madness. And he's like, are you making some of these up? And I was no. like, kind of. <laughs> That's true. I mean, everyone last week on the show got to hear that because I kept that in. I kept that in the episode because I think it, I thought it was very funny. <laughs> yeah, of just him becoming more and more despondent. Yeah, he's just like, okay, this is a weird title. Okay, this is also a weird title. Uh, Why are these titles so weird? I hope that he likes the band because if not, he's going to have a bad time. Oh, he's gonna have a very bad time. All right, uh, let's get into our next segment, which is called the news segment. Shit, it's mail time. Uh, new Black Mirror series is in the works. Not a lot of details. I think they might have done the... No, I don't think they did the episode names. Yet. No, they... No. 
because we barely know anything about it, honestly. Yeah. Because, like, so pretty much an announcement of an announcement acknowledging yeah. that, like, the show still exists. We uh, don't know if uh, Charlie Brooker is back to being involved or not, because he originally left the production company that has the rights to Black Mirror. So I don't know if something got worked out or if Brooker's just like, fuck it, let them do it on their own, see what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, Disney Plus is doing a, a Daredevil show. Um, it's going to be a continuation. It, it's essentially Daredevil season four will be the the MCU Daredevil. Uh, so Charlie Cox is doing it. Um, this is this is what we talked about. I don't know if they got the full cast or how much of the cast is going to return. Uh, because uh, contracts and people moving on to different projects and stuff, but. Um, I think D'Onofrio will probably not be back. I think Kingpin got killed. Oh, I have no idea. I think he got killed in Hawkeye because he was in there. I think he got blowed up. But Charlie Cox is going to be Daredevil, uh, which is all all I really need. Um, hopefully Deborah Ann Wall is back and uh i don't know give us john bernthal uh i don't have any faith in this show being any good i think it's going to be a bad show yeah it probably won't be good it won't be as good as the netflix one i'm sure just because of uh the family friendliness I I have not liked this. I, I liked WandaVision for what it was, but it, overall it was not a quality pro- a product. Uh, what if was not a quality product? I don't believe that Disney Plus put us puts out any quality products. That's why whenever people are like, nah, Disney Plus makes better content than Netflix, I just go, what are you watching on Disney yeah. Plus? I don't know. I watched a couple shots from the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. And, I mean, which, that was uh, hysterical. I, I wish that that was the actual name of it. It's just the Obi-Wan Kenobi show starring Obi-Wan Kenobi. Starring Obi-Wan it's Kenobi. A, it's a children's variety show. But like, yeah, it's uh, hysterical. It looks like it's from like uh, a children's. Uh, instead of Disney Plus, it looks like a Disney Channel original. Oh, yeah. There's that sequence where uh, <laughs> I saw the, the guy runs where... into the branch. Yeah. Well, the before before that, there's Princess Leia, little Princess Leia, who's like six years old at this time, uh, running. She's just running. And the the adults can't catch up to her because they're running bow legged like a bunch of idiots. Like they're running. <laughs> so that way it they're running in a way that is slow. So that way they don't catch her because otherwise their adult legs will catch her. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> so bad. I don't, I don't need no regular legs, partner. I'm baby legs. <laughs> it's it's so fantastic. So, yeah, I've seen a little bit. I saw the um, Jay from Red Letter Media was complaining about the cinematography or like the, w- the way they added a uh, post post effects camera shake to uh, the opening scene of the show. Oh, God. And uh, it looks it does not look good. And then everyone everyone's just like roasting Jay being like, why are you complaining about cinematography? And it's like you guys realize that Jay is a cinematographer, right? Like you. Yeah. You grasp that concept, right? <laughs> no. OK, got it. Even even fucking uh, Pleasant Kenobi had something to say about it. It's like 
hey, uh, shut up. I got I got V-neck shirts in my sunburn line moved down. I'm proud of you. <laughs> yeah, that exists. Yeah, so I, I don't know. Any anytime I see that, like I much rather watching everything on Disney Plus and and uh, other stuff like HBO Max. I understand, but like it, it, when they say Disney Plus, I'm just like, okay. I mean, you probably do, but like I don't know what the fuck your taste is, man. Because they di- like they make these big budget shows that just don't seem to go anywhere. Netflix does it too, but like Disney hinges everything on this one weekly release that you're supposed to really care about, and mm-hmm. uh Netflix doesn't have that problem. That's true. All right. Uh, some renewal news. Heartstopper has been renewed for a second and third season. This is a romantic show based off of a graphic novel or comic. I don't remember which one. Uh, I I thought it was going to get canceled based off the numbers because the num- the viewing numbers weren't fantastic. Uh, but. I don't know. Maybe the renewal announcement is an effort to can like be like, hey, we have three seasons of the show coming up. You people who say you're never going to watch anything unless it gets three seasons. This is your opportunity to please jump in now and see this show. Uh, and then Welcome to Eden uh, has been renewed for a second season. This was that like lost like show where a bunch of kids get fucking mm. kidnapped on, and put on the island. They all get lost. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know what that show's about. We didn't care about it, but uh, it seems to have found an audience, so good for it. All right. Uh, Criminal Minds seasons 1 through 10 are leaving Netflix. Seasons 11 and 12 will remain, but the content licenses are drying up. Uh, My wife probably has an opinion on this. I think she watched that show. So, uh, according to... I forget to. It's either Nielsen. I think it's Nielsen, but like, uh, I was gonna say Mindhunter. That's a different can of worms. Uh, Criminal Minds, uh, like, is always in like the top thirty of like most watched shows on Netflix. Like, it averages apparently like nine point six million hours every week, like fucking clockwork. So having that license of people who like will religiously watch something every week is a nice thing for Netflix to have and therefore losing a significant portion of it uh, only hurts. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of sad housewives. True. And house husbands. And houses. Roadhouse. That too. All right. Uh, Potential strong opinions from both of us incoming. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn is being adapted into a series at Netflix. Uh, uh, I, video game adaptations. Dan, your thoughts? Uh, I sure hope it's animated. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, oy, oy. Uh, if it's not, it's going to be a mess. Then please, God, let it be about, like, zero day. And not like uh, drop you into like the ruined future of the the planet Earth. I I can't even fathom what a Horizon Zero Dawn show would look like that actually looks good in live action. That is about the present day shit, or like not present day shit, but you know I mean like where the game is set, like the actual um, game, yeah, like the dinosaurs, like the fucking robot animals and dinosaurs and and shit, like. Bro, 
Although that's like the main point of the thing, so it has to be done in like that era. Because like, if you yeah. do it about zero day, it's just about like military robots and shit, and it doesn't have the robot dinosaurs yet. So what we're really saying here is this better be fucking animated. <laughs> <laughs> Who would play Aloy? And uh, is it Mila Jovovich? No, uh, people are calling for Rose Leslie, which, like, I can hmm. already tell you, if they're doing a live-action version of this show, it will not be Rose Leslie, because you know who she is, and therefore she will cost way too much in order for yeah. the CGI to look any good. Yeah, I don't know, she does, uh, it's probably, like, visually, that's, like, the best you could get. So, uh, she's the one in Game of Thrones who said that Jon Snow knows nothing. And then outside of Game of Thrones, she's married to Kit Harington. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I hope that, like, what, it, however they do it, that, like, a lot of their special effects budgets goes to having crazy hair physics for Aloy. Or it just, it just randomly, like, she'll be standing still talking and her hair just starts flying around. That's what her hair does in uh, Zero Dawn. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. So that's have you that's played about Forbidden it. Like, West yet? Is it good? I I have not. Uh, it's sitting there. It's it's waiting. It's waiting for me. I bought the uh, the seventy dollars steelbook version, and people are like, "You could just buy the the PS4 version." And I'm like, "I don't care. I have the money. I don't give a fuck. I've already pre ordered this. I'm not canceling my pre order, and potentially losing out on my steelbook." I want my steel book like I want that trophy. Yeah, other than that, I have no opinions on this uh, because we don't even know what format it is. We don't know. All we know is that Sony's TV development studio is behind it. And that's it. Hmm. Don't we have another video game thing that's supposed to be in the works? Let me check our Twitter. Oh, wait, there's our Twitter. One sec. Because there are supposed to be many video games in the works. We have... Uh, here's an updated list of video game adaptations coming to Netflix from what's on Netflix. Uh, we have Resident Evil, Tekken, Cyberpunk, Edge Runners, Splinter Cell, Assassin's Creed, Tomb Raider, Bioshock, Beyond Good and Evil, Sonic, The Division, Far Cry, and Pokemon. I think uh, I think Bioshock was the one I was thinking of. Yeah, Resident Evil, like they've been doing stuff with them for a while. And then mm. um, I forgot about Beyond Good and Evil. That might be interesting, too. Uh, I've I've put in speculation that I don't think that's existing anymore because uh, Beyond Good and Evil 2 was revealed at E3 2017. And uh, since then, we haven't heard a fucking thing about it. <laughs> that's funny I don't know Netflix just start buying up random video game properties just start throwing spaghetti at the wall who, who the make, oh, make a series based on the sims uh, EA and Ubisoft have both said that they want to be acquired uh, I think they're both outside of Netflix's price range but I'm sure if Netflix could they would yeah that's, that's all I gotta say on. Uh, let, oh, okay hold on 
Which of these are going to be live action? Resident Evil has been live action before. Tekken will probably be live action. Cyberpunk for sure is animated. I believe Splinter Cell's animated. Assassin's Creed could go either way. Tomb Raider either way. Bioshock will be live action because it's a movie. Beyond Good and Evil will probably be a movie uh, in live action. Sonic, uh, that's an animation show. The Division is going to be live action. Far Cry will be live action. Pokemon could go either way, but will probably just be series and animated. I I will say that I found Sonic the Hedgehog 2 to be delightful. Uh, As delightful as the first one. Uh, Sonic said, gotta go fast, and I clapped. (laughs) That's That's all I need. All right, uh, with that, let's get into uh, some trailers as we talk about some trailers in Downstream. Baby, I can't control the internet. That's my favorite line! All right. Our first trailer is for The Gray Man. Ryan Gosling is The Gray Man, and Chris Evans is his psychopathic adversary in this Netflix AGBO spy thriller uh, directed by Anthony and Joe Russo, available globally July 22nd on Netflix. Also starring Anna Darmus, uh, Reggie Jean Page, Billy Bob Thornton, Jessica Henwick, Danush, Wagner Maura, and Alfre Woodard. Uh, some of those are names that I've never encountered before. Uh, Jean uh, René Page—I uh, I, I don't know his name, but he's uh, the the one dude from Bridgerton from Bridgerton season mm, one that we were like, okay. why is he not coming back? If you're making a, a second season to Bridgerton. Uh, this is based on the novel The Gray Man by Mark Graney, uh, screenplay by Joe Russo, uh, Christopher Marcus, and Stephen McFeely. The Gray Man is a CIA operative, uh, Court Gentry, uh, played by Ryan Gosling, a.k.a. Sierra Six, plucked from a federal penitentiary and recruited by his handler, Donald Fitzroy, Billy Bob Thornton. Gentry was once a highly skilled agency-sanctioned merchant of death. But now the tables have turned and six is the target hunted across the globe by Lloyd Hansen, Chris Evans. Uh, uh, his name was also almost uh, Chris Hansen, which is Chris the, the Hansen. Chris Hansen, uh, the catch predator guy, um, a former cohort at the CIA who will stop at nothing to take him out. Agent Donnie Miranda, Anadarmus, Danny Miranda uh, has his back. He'll need it. Thanks for having my back. I need my back. <laughs> Thank you. I I will take it back. My back from you who has it. <laughs> that's that's sure some bit you were trying there. Uh, what do you think of this? Um, um I'm, I think I'm a little upset that it won't be in theaters. And this is probably one of those movies I would go see in theaters. Uh, because I think it looks yeah. interesting. Uh, I also think it looks generic as fuck, but it is something I would have liked to see in a, a theater. Uh, I probably will still go see it at Silver Spot, but th- that theater is kind of garbage. So, yeah, uh, part of me does just wants to kind of wait instead, unless like I'm seeing it uh, a, like weeks ahead of time. I don't know. Hopefully, it's uh, more extraction and less. Uh, fucking six underground. That's true. All right. Uh, so yeah, definite topic coming up. I'm uh, going to assume. Oh, of course. Come on. What do you think this is? The next trailer is for you. Don't know me. 
Then let me get to know you, damn it. I don't know. This actually looks pretty serious. Uh, a young unnamed defendant stands in the dock accused of murder. He has fired his barrister and is now representing himself. Uh, it's called a barrister because this is British. <laughs> it seems to be an open and shut case, but is it? The defendant starts to tell us a story, a love story, where he falls in love with a girl who loves him named Kira, uh, which if you've seen any anime means that she's the bad guy. That's true. Their love story shatters when she disappears. His search for her ends up embroiling him in London's underworld. When all the evidence points to his, towards his guilt, a man on trial for murder uses his closing argument to recount his love affair with a mysterious woman. Uh-huh. It looks all right, I guess. Uh, it, looks, it looks solid. You know, uh, legal dramas seem to work. People like them, so... Uh, yeah. This will be interesting. Assuming this is a legal drama, this just seems like it's going to be like a the the framing device for this story will be in a courtroom as his closing statement. But uh, instead, like it's going to be like a crime drama thriller kind of thing where he, you know, like uh, mm -hmm. did you ever see message, message to the King or Message from the King starring Chadwick Boseman? Uh, it's on Netflix. I think so. He's basically doing his Wakandan accent, uh, but like his his sister goes missing in L.A., so he like runs roughshod over L.A. trying to find her. It feels like it's good, like that kind of vibe from it. Okay. Uh, so we'll move from one courtroom drama to another. Uh, Man versus B, starring Rowan Atkinson. Uh, I'm gonna read the description of this on YouTube verbatim, and then we'll talk about it. Man, man waving emoji. B, B emoji. Dog, dog emoji. Uh, equals sign. Disaster, fire emoji. Rowan Atkinson stars in Man vs. B, a comedy series that will get the whole family buzzing. Lands June 24th. Bumbling dead Trevor tries to get the best of a conni cunning? I thought it said conniving, but it just says cunning. A cunning bee while house-sitting a posh mansion, but only unleashes more chaos in this comedy series. Uh, I've been hearing about this for weeks yeah. uh, because of uh, listening to my brother, my brother and me. And apparently, like, they found out it exists and had to talk about it for 45 minutes. Uh, I'm very excited about this. I cannot wait. Yep. It's Rowan uh, Atkinson doing Rowan Atkinson stuff. Yeah. That, that's it. That's all you need to know. Uh, the bee clearly wins. I don't know. You remember Mouse Hunt? This reminds uh, me of Mouse Hunt. No. Uh, Mouse Hunt is a movie starring Nathan Lane. And oh, fuck. Why can I never remember the dude's name? Uh, hold, please. Cut to the elevator music. Uh, Lee Evans. Sure. I don't know. Do you remember him from films? No. Uh, I I always get him confused with. Uh, okay, he was in. He's in Fifth Element. He was in There's Something About Mary. Uh, I I always get him confused with. Uh, I always get him confused with Thomas Hayden Church. So uh, disregard. He's like a skinnier, nerdier Thomas Hayden Church. Um, 
but yeah, Mouse Hunt is uh about uh two brothers. Uh they share a strong bond and they uh inherit a mansion from their their old dead dad. Uh but there's a mouse that lives there and the mouse is a real motherfucker and they have to fight the mouse. Uh right. and the mouse wins consistently. Oh, okay. Uh it was there was a lot of explanation for me to say that uh man versus bee looks like mouse hunt. Well, interesting then. Uh Rowan Atkinson's trying to kill the bee with a flamethrower. He uses an explosive at one point. Yeah. Uh it just looks like it's escalating, like it escalators, 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 and he hits he hits an eel uh and then goes to prison. I think I probably would just ignore the bee. I mean, yes, but then it would not be a slapstick comedy yeah. kind of show. It it looks like a bumblebee, which it is, is bumblebee. the least threatening bee. That's true. Except for when it like walks in front of you as you're trying to walk in a direction and you're just like, OK, buzzing, stop, please just f- fuck off, please go just move. OK. And then just stuck behind this bee as you try to move in the same direction. This happened to me a few days ago. I was taking uh, <laughs> Ashley's dad's dog back over to the house, and it was on the walkway up to his house. And I'm just like, I just, I just want to get past this bee so I can just let the dog in the house. It's all I want to do. I can't fucking wait to watch Man vs. Bee. I'm going to watch every episode nine times. They say when this comes out. Uh, yeah, June twenty fourth. June twenty fourth. Huh? Yeah. Well, lucky for you, I think we have a break in the schedule. Uh, we do. <laughs> uh, if you hate it, the title of the episode can be Dan versus B. That's true. I think it's going to be Dan versus B no matter what. But hey, whatever. All right. Uh, that gets us through all of our trailers. So why don't we do quick hits, which is a segment where we talk about other things we watched. Uh, do you want me to talk about Sonic the Hedgehog 2? No, uh, I still haven't seen it. I didn't go to the movie theater to watch it, uh, but I will watch it at some point now that it's uh, on streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I'm not saying I'm going to watch it there, but that makes it easier for me to watch it. Wink, wink, I, uh, nudge, nudge. You know what I'm talking about. I just bought it on Vudu. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Because there's a uh, bundle with it in the first movie. Mm. I like the first movie. Yeah, anything, I'll wait for like a physical release. Uh, so I watched Love, Death, and Robots Volume Three. Yeah, it's how good. was that? It was good. Uh, the first episode was uh, again uh, with the like the first episode of the entire series featured like three robots touring uh, the the desolate civilization of of humanity and talking about like how humanity was stupid. Uh, this was even more particularly biting about uh, how humans behaved like. Um, you know, uh, they talked about how like Trumpers would like have like survival bunkers uh, filled with food and guns and shit, and uh, they died. And then you have the, the multi-billion millionaires who built like uh, things off of, like hideouts like off the coast in like oil rigs and shit, and then they died. And then the multi-billionaires like the Elon Musk types uh, launch themselves to Mars instead of using their money to uh, save the planet. 
and then uh it, you find out that uh who whoever actually took over mars were the the talking cats from the first part <laughs> uh and then like the second episode is uh david fincher directed uh so he was doing this instead of mindhunter so if you uh again if you continue to say that netflix canceled mindhunter uh, when David Fincher was like, I'm tired and walked away. Uh, stop. He did this instead of Mindhunter. So just remember that. Uh, but it, it's a, a short about like um, this sea creature that uh, gets stranded aboard this ship. And it's like, I want to go to this island town. And this island town is filled with people where it's just going to go murder people and feed its children. Uh, and then it's just about. I don't know. Just watch it. It's it's a very interesting episode. It's definitely a David Fincher directed thing. But everything goes from there. Uh, they're all solid. Like there's a couple like stinkers. I fell asleep during one, even though it was like ten minutes. I woke up just in time for the next one. I'm like oh, okay, yeah, dope. Uh, the final episode is one that uh, people seem to love. I don't get it. I don't get what the the point of it was because like there's no dialogue in it. So like, I guess things just things happened i don't know um i'm probably too stupid to understand what happened but uh it's more love death and robots uh this is still technically season two so uh who knows could get canceled before season three who knows if we're getting three seasons on this that's it uh sorry if i'm a bit distracted but uh i just looked on my steam page and uh apparently steam wants me to buy a game called furry hitler uh, which is a furry hentai game where you play as Adolf Hitler, uh, but like a furry version. And I'm I have a lot of questions, and I'm deeply perplexed. Number one, how dare you? <laughs> what? Well, God damn it, Japan! This is how Japan gets revenge for World War II. They make all of us super horny for cat people. Uh, uh, I I just cannot believe. Wow, bud. There's a lot of hentai games on Steam. Yeah. And they just, you know, have them all out there for you to look at. Hey, what whatever you're into, like sexually, that's fine. Just don't just don't tell anybody about it. Uh, excuse me. I just found a random shiny uh, Cubone in fucking Pokemon Go. Let's go. I think the only shiny that I have is uh, Trap Inch. Which I that evolved all the way up. Into a Flygon. Uh, I don't know. That's that's all I have. Did you watch anything else other than Sonic? Uh, no. I watched a drag show starring Sedusa Man. Re- review so that. I'll, I'll be laughing about that for the next uh, three years. That's fair. All right. Uh, so with that, it's time to cut into a quick break. And when we come back from that break, uh, we'll be talking about our main review topic for the week, which is Stranger Things Season 4 Part 1. The Netflix and Swill podcast is brought to you by our patrons. Gerald Morris, Bill Sutton, Nick Haskins, Ashley the Bubby Gorski, Ben Kiefer, Paul Prezula, Daniel Henderson, Julio Oliveira, Jimmy De La Rosa, Chris Yaney, Brianna Petty, 
Nate Wade, Alan Gallarisi, Duty Dutram, Casey Moore, The Nerd Revert, and Dan's Mom. If you would like to become a patron of the show, find us at netflixandswill.com Patreon. Buy some shit. Visit netflixandswill.com merch. Leave a review and tell me how good I'm getting at public speaking. Visit netflixandswill.com slash apple podcasts. Thanks for letting us live our dreams of being professional idiots. We now return you to your regularly scheduled banter. Welcome back, everybody. Caleb, it's time to get into our main review topic for the week. Stranger Things, Season 4, Part 1. Alright, uh, this is the newest uh, season, most of it, of Stranger Things. Uh, if you don't know what Stranger Things is, why are you listening to our Netflix review podcast? True. That's the entire introduction. Uh, Dan, what did you think of... Uh, Things happening, the show. Things happening, the show. Uh, without a resolution, uh, it's really tough to actually say. So far, I think it's really good. It features a lot of good acting for once. Normally, the show is known for over-the-top slash not-great-acting from people. Uh, this is doing a lot of heavy lifting in terms of lore uh like we're actually instead of like the first three seasons where it's like hey these stranger things are happening uh let's just try to solve them and move on with our lives instead the kids are learning about like okay what is the upside down what created the upside down uh, why is the upside down so in tune with hawkins are, does it have there, any upside down any socks box? <laughs> but um so I think that's part of what's kind of that's the big reason why it's going to be such a long, long, long season is because there's so much lore they they had to get through in these first seven episodes that I just feel like the next two, which are going to be an hour and a half and an hour, and two two and a half hours, are going to be uh so packed with actual action that uh, it's going to completely change how I feel regarding the show after I watch those. But so far good like really good yeah um the i don't know how much the the pandemic influenced it but like having a three-year break between seasons uh totally derailed things these kids look very old um, finn wolfhard looks like he aged a hundred years finn wolfhard is looking more and more like a dollar store Adam Driver, and I don't like it. Uh, Caleb McLaughlin is just a grown man now. Mm -hmm. He's a, a fully grown adult and a doctor. I didn't remember anything that happened. I watched all the season recaps to watch the things that they thought were important for me to know going into this. And there were a couple things from season three that I was like, ah, I remember that. And, uh, but mostly, mostly no. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, not bad. So they they continue like, so if the first season is alien and then like the second season, I don't know what we would consider the second season as, in terms of like horror movies and stuff. Right. But, like they, they kind of continue like each season is kind of its own own thing. Uh, and this one goes hard into some Freddy Krueger territory. 
I would have liked the bad guy a lot more had they not revealed it in the first fucking trailer. Yeah, that's fair. Which, like, I like the bad guy because I wasn't, because I consciously made the effort, like, I will not watch a trailer for this show ever again. I don't mm-hmm. ever need to see another trailer for this show. Yeah, whereas I uh, am doing my due diligence, I feel, as a journalist by uh, just doing it. I don't know. I don't know if that's important or if it matters. Um, I just got back from a vacation. I've seen four of the seven episodes. Okay, that's fair. You didn't have all of Saturday like I did to just watch it. Or eight? Are there eight episodes? There are seven. There's seven. There's okay. seven. There's nine. It's like nine hours of content. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, like movies. Yeah. So you could either watch an entire Lord of the Rings trilogy or this. That's true. Broad strokes. I. It was uh, both funny and extremely frustrating that like it was all about the fucking satanic panic, which was. Uh, uh, the real actual thing that happened in the mid 80s where yes uh tipper gore of all people was like hey uh D leads to devil worship and and my mother was like uh yeah we've got to throw out all these uh advanced dungeons and dragons nes games oh no and not let young caleb play them I don't know. One of one of my favorite things about this show is that it gives me an excuse to uh, teach you about Dungeons and Dragons lore. So, like, the uh, villain in this season is called Vecna, uh, which if you've ever watched or listened to Critical Role, you know who that is. But basically, like, it's a it's an evil wizard who like makes himself undead, and uh, so like that's because they always latch on to like a. D&D terminology to yes. explain the monster. Um so Vecna, the name comes from Jack Vance who uh wrote The Tales of the Dying Earth, uh which is uh a book series that was a big inspiration to Gary Gygax. The um magic system from the early editions of Dungeons and Dragons is called Vancean Magic because uh like basically spells were like wild things that were like had a will of their own and you had to like capture them and force them into your head. So like a wizard had a certain number of spells per day that they could use uh, and they would have to like memorize each spell. And then after they used that spell once, like it left their head until they were able to like force it into their head again. Mm-hmm. So like a wizard got one fireball per day. And then if you use it, it's gone. And then like, so it was, it was a lot more like, oh, do I use this or do I use a lesser spell and hope that it works? And uh, it's a lot more strategic and interesting, I guess. But um, whereas like modern D&D, like you take fireball, you get a certain number of spell slots. You can just fireball like 12 times. Right. Uh, You know, more of a scorched earth approach, but that's fine for people who are into that. Um. Vecna was uh, an evil wizard who, uh, like they even reference it in in the episode because they're playing D&D and have to fight Vecna, uh, which is why they fixate on the name, I guess. But like, they're like, no, that's not possible. Uh, Cass killed him, which like in Dungeons and Dragons lore, Cass was like 
Vecna's servant who like at the last minute was like, oh, this like I've, I've got to kill this fool because he's going to like destroy the world or whatever and right. like cut off his hand and cut out his eye and like supposedly had killed him. Uh, so that's where like the the hand and eye of Vecna come from, which are like powerful magic items in D&D. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It was, it was interesting for them to like reference all that. They they went harder into that uh, than in like previous seasons where they were just like, oh, a Demogorgon is a d- the demon thing and that's what we'll call it. But like, right. I don't know, they did it in a way that didn't derail the show for them to explain it all to you. It was just kind of like. It was just kind of their surface level, and if you care about it. And pick it up. If not, you can just, you know, keep going with the spooky show. Yeah, you just go, oh, cool, Vecna, got it. Yeah. It's just what they're calling the thing. Uh, as far as Vecna's actual powers and abilities, so like, apparently still in the upside down, but able to influence things in the real world. Uh, so like, people will have visions, and it's like people with psychological trauma, people with guilt. Uh, and Vecna like feeds off of that. So like people will start having visions of like terrible things. Uh, and then like eventually it'll culminate and like they'll float up in the air and all their bones will snap and their eyes will suck back into their head and they'll yep. be fucking dead. It's horrifying. It's pretty great. Yeah. It's where the Freddy Kruegerness of it comes from. Cause like they go into a trance and like you can't can't wake them up. I can't wake up. Uh-huh. Uh, I've been talking for a long time. You talk for a while. All right. So, like, because I don't want to give away too much for you because there's still three episodes and this is where, like, we get the, like I said, we're, we're, they talk a lot about, like, what the Upside Down is, how the Upside Down came to be, and we get more of that in, like, episode six and seven. Mm-hmm. So, like, you're going to find out uh, as you go on that, what what's up with the upside down but uh this is basically like um 11 finding out more about herself because this season pretty much almost entirely is about guilt and uh you know buried guilt because like that's what vecna is preying on and then uh 11 also has like this repressed memory of like her and they actually added a trigger warning for this in the first episode which was uh interesting because uh there was also something very similar to that in the obi-wan kenobi show starring obi-wan kenobi uh (laughs) where there were like a bunch of kids got killed and because of the the shooting in texas like they they had like hey we know this is a sensitive thing we filmed this over a year ago we had no idea that there would be something that would coincide with uh our program uh we're sorry but we're not removing it um, but like she has this repressed memory that makes it seem like that, you know, in her head, she killed all these kids and you're just like, but she was like six at the time, which how much of the 11 CG, like the little, uh, 11 CGI have you seen? I don't know. Like just the flashback that she was like, hmm. uh, killed everybody in the, the lab, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. So there's, um. They, they they like DH Millie Bobby Brown. Like, I guess they had enough footage from the past where they could, you know, kind of splice in like a, a younger actor who, who kind of looked like her. 
and then splice her face over top of it. It actually looks pretty good for the most part. There's like one or two instances where it looks fucking terrible. Uh, and you're like, oh, that's definitely not Millie Bobby Brown there at all. That's just some kid who only kind of looks like her. But, I mean, that, that's not very distracting at all. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, episode four is one of the ones that people keep talking about because of, like, Sadie Sink and at, at Billy's grave reading the letter to him. And this is like, yeah, I get what you're doing here. Like, it's, and it's good acting, but, like, also, like, guys, this isn't, like, the greatest thing we've ever seen. Like, this is still a uh, somewhat campy, enjoyable, popcorn-y kind of show that does have some heartfelt moments that, you know, we don't have to be like, hey, look at this fucking Emmy-winning performance we're seeing from Sadie Sink. I was like, okay, guys, just <laughs> calm down a little bit. Let's just take it back just slightly. I don't know. It was pretty action-packed scene. Uh, yeah. Also, the last thing I saw. Yeah. Where, uh, I don't know, maybe they, maybe they didn't resolve that. No, they did. They resolved uh, her by getting uh, Kate Bush shoved in her ear. Because mm-hmm. that's her favorite song, and that's how you beat Vecna, is you you drown out uh, your bad thoughts by, by uh, deafening yourself with music. Which uh, is all too real. Which, uh, right now, that's, like, the number one song on Spotify, so. Oh, of course. And that's why whenever people are like, I doubt Netflix actually thinks they have the kind of cultural sway they do with their shows. It's like, okay, well, there's the number one show this, there's the number one song this weekend is this song that showed up in Stranger Things, so, Mm -hmm. uh, don't speak. Let me just play the ending for you. No, no, I don't want to see how it ends. Okay, I could describe it. Um, Imagine you're in a room. No, 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 I don't want to know how it ends. I haven't seen the beginning. Uh, Yeah, but the ending is awesome. So if I could just play the ending. This is what you always do. You always spoil stuff Uh, for me. No, I don't. And if I could just play the ending for you real quick, then we'll discuss that. Motherfucker, you always spoil everything before I get a chance to see it. Okay, you sound like a crazy person right now. I don't know. uh, Plot points wise, uh, Eleven and Will and Jonathan and Joyce are all in California. Mike is going out for a California vacation. Uh, to hang out with them, and uh, Eleven basically lies and was like, I'm super popular at school. Which um, was interesting, because Ashley started rewatching through the series, and at one point, uh, Mike was like, I think Mike got like hit in the face or something, and got like a black eye or something, and uh, he's, he's just like, oh yeah, no, I just like tripped and fell, and uh, Eleven's like, wait, no, you didn't trip and fall. You, you gotta tell me the truth. Friends, Friends don't lie. So it's kind of like juxtaposing how she was in the first season with now understanding like what an image is and how she has to portray that image to people and now lying instead. I thought that was interesting. Uh, Hopper's still in the gulag. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, one of the things that's interesting about this show and this season in particular is like how they pace different people having information revealed to them. So like nobody gets a complete picture. So like uh joyce gets like notified that hopper's still alive so they're trying to rescue him and like because russia's terrible like people are interfering with that yeah um uh the kids in california are like oh shit we have to get back to hawkins because shit's popping off there eleven's like oh shit i have to get my powers back so i can fight the things that are happening in hawkins um i don't know there's uh like a a group of uh sports ball children who like 
are very mad yeah. at the D and D people because there's uh, uh, a a cheerleader gets killed by Vecna and they're like, oh, it was the D and D man uh, who killed her, and right, not a they're falling into the all, satanic because that's not real. Uh, yeah, so there's a new there's a new character who's like the head jock. Uh, who gets way too much screen time. That and, I agree uh, with. I hope that he dies terribly. Yeah. Because that would yeah, be good. Yeah, his character is just kind of like, oh, we're really we're really just focusing on this, huh? Like there, there's a revelation that happens in like episode six with him. And it's just like, really? We're we're following. Yeah. We're, we're listening well, to whole, this. OK, the the whole thing is like, hey, this guy we think might have killed our friend. Let's go kill him back. Yeah. It's like, all right. <laughs> well, the the big thing with that is that Lucas is, is with them and he's trying to make new friends because mm-hmm. he is tired of being unpopular, which like I understand. And then they go to, they go to, Oh, they go to the one house where like his, like Eddie's band is playing. And uh, mm-hmm. they start beating up those kids, and Lucas is like, "Well, I need to get the fuck out of here because I don't want to be a part of this anymore." And so, like, you think, at least at least for the first part of the season, I thought like Luke was going to be like a human antagonist, where it was like, "Okay, he's going to be you know with the jocks, hanging out with them, and then eventually, and then eventually, you know, join with the team." I didn't realize it was going to be so quick that like he was like, "Hey." This is a bad situation. I need to get out of this and immediately gets out of it. Yeah. Well, like whenever uh, he's like, oh, I know where where Eddie's at. He takes them to Hopper and Eleven's cabin, which I thought was neat. Yeah, because I was like, oh, that fucking piece of shit. I can't believe he knows exactly where they where he is. And then I saw the woods. I was like, oh, this is Hopper's cabin. Lucas, you fucking genius. Which like. Which, like, I was like, oh, are Hopper's uh, booby traps still still out here? Are these kids going to just get, like, uh, you know, <laughs> Ramboed to death? Oh, my God, that'd be so fantastic. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, also, there's a part where, like, Hopper's in the gulag and they're, like, making him go work at the work camp building the railroad. And they're like... Yeah, maybe you can still be of service to the motherland. And I immediately in my head saw like his character from the Black Widow movie. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, what, what are like we had the the Steve, uh, Robin, uh, Max and Dustin uh, storyline, which is just protecting Eddie and playing keep away. While also trying to figure out like who Vecna is and what Vecna is and like how Vecna started. So like that storyline was of course interesting because we're learning more about like, you know, the, the actual lore behind the character. Cause it's like, instead of it just being like this faceless monster that we're, we're talking about here, like it seems like he's been active before and now learning more of the backstory of this character. Like instead of just being like, Hey, it's a mind flare let's fucking kill it it's just like hey it's vecna what why did why is vecna the way he is yeah um i don't know i thought the look of vecna was interesting i like the uh just the skinless dude aesthetic that he has going on there 
it's a good aesthetic. I, I I do like Vecna too. He looks he looks creepy. Uh, of course, whenever we see him, you know, in his full glory the first time, and he has all that shit popping into his back, and just like holy fuck. Then you realize, like later in the show, you you realize why, like why he is basically designed the way he is and what he does, what he's all about. Although the the vines that get plugged into his back, I don't understand yet. I'm I, I don't know what those are about. Uh, but I'm sure we're gonna figure that out. Yeah, I don't know. It seemed like he was like feeding off of that or like he controlled other stuff in the under underground upside down. Yeah. yeah it's possible. I don't know. Maybe it's just to be creepy because he lives in the Hellraiser dimension. That's true. I don't know. Other than that, uh, there, there's not much much else to talk about. Like, yeah, I can get deeper into into the story, but uh, I want Caleb to experience it. Uh, I'm trying to even think, is there anybody else's plot line that we're missing? And, and not really, because like uh, uh, Paul Reiser is back. I thought that he yeah. had died. I. I didn't get that impression that he died. I just felt like he walked away. I don't know. It's been so long since any other true. seasons I, of this show. Who knows anymore? I don't know. I, I made the connection uh, like last night that like, oh, Netflix is releasing these parts on like two big American holiday weekends, like uh, Memorial Day weekend for this one and then Fourth uh, of July weekend for the next one. So they're they're definitely trying to say, hey, we want to make our big show look even bigger because people have four days to binge it instead of, you know, or three days to binge it mm. instead of, you know, uh, fucking just the normal two or whatever. At least that's not that long. I was. I thought you were going to say Labor Day. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Like, that's this is actually probably one of the ones where I go, OK, this break is fine. I'm OK with this. Like, you've left it in the way they left it. They left it in enough, like an interesting enough way that you're like, I have I have no idea what's going to happen. Like, I can't even conceivably fathom what the next four hours is yeah. going to be. Even even at the point where I'm at, I'm like. I have no idea what's going to happen with with Hopper's story, because like I was like, oh, this is where he breaks out and then he does. And then it's like, oh, he just gets immediately recaptured. Oh, no. Yep. Now everybody's captured. Oh, no. Well, now I have no idea because uh, anything's on the table. Right. And I think that's probably like some genius level stuff in this season is that like at any time you are kept in the dark you have no idea what's going to happen next like who's what like what's what uh, so like you know good job like actually making me care more about like the actual story instead of being like I'm just enjoying this ride and watching them try to beat the monster yeah uh, that's it that's all I have to say I'm not I'm not ready to, to rate this yet just because it's not done so uh, no rating for Stranger Things, but uh, I definitely recommend. Uh, obviously, if you're listening to this, you've probably already watched it. You're probably waiting for people to confirm theories. Uh, I don't care enough to confirm theories. I'm not even going to speculate. I'm just kind of like letting it sit, which is good. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to kind of digest it. And then like, I don't know, all the all the theory crafting and stuff. I'll I'll wait till like it's time for the end of the season. Uh, so, yeah, look forward to our uh, full review, I guess, whenever uh, part two comes out uh, again, like I said, in about a month, which yeah. not terrible. I uh, 
I just want to know if Robin gets with the band girl. <laughs> well, that I can tell you right now, that storyline got immediately dropped <laughs> for the yeah, actual storyline. Just, just goes away forever. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe, maybe, maybe in the epilogue of this season, there'll, there'll be something nice that happens to Robin. Or maybe the band girl will get killed. Who knows? All right. Uh, so, yeah, next week, uh, we're going to be watching Interceptor. Yeah, we are. Uh, that's, that's the uh, that's uh, Elsa Pataki movie. movie. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's the the missile defense system or whatever. You said, hi, I want to watch this. And I went, okay. Yeah. Uh, and on the back half of that, uh, we will watch uh, Hairspray. Uh, Caleb did not have a chance to watch Hairspray, Nick. Uh, I'm sure you understand. As you are not a petulant child. Japan only, please understand. That, that was from, for people who don't get that joke, that was uh, at the end of like every game announcement that Nintendo did for like three years. That's true. And then eventually they would port it. Well, Sony was the same way for a while. Like they wouldn't port games from uh, Japan to to America. And now they've started doing it because they realized, oh, wait, the Americans don't give a fuck. And also they play our games more. Yeah. It's uh, because American people don't have jobs and Japanese people just play stuff on phones. Yep. The, The phone is everything to the Japanese people. They they play their games on it. They talk to people on it. They take uh, upshot skirts uh, with their camera of of girls. Ew. Gross. Like, uh, did you know that legally you have to have like the camera shutter noise on all phones is uh, permanently enabled so that way you don't have creeps. Ew. Yeah. Gross. <laughs> J- Japan isn't a utopia, guys. Also, remember, the age of legal consent is like 14 or something. We talked yeah. about this during Anime yeah, April. Japan is uh, a society that has some issues. Uh, very sexually repressed, which causes them to make uh, furry Hitler games on Steam. <laughs> you, you know what's more messed up? Apparently, that's the second game in a series. Oh, that's fantastic. Buy me that one, too. Buy me the first one. <laughs> Find it on sale. <laughs> uh... All right. Well, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, we really appreciate you. Uh, if you want to learn more about the show, follow us on uh, socials at Netflix and Swill or subscribe to us on a podcatcher of your choice. Doesn't matter. Uh, check us out on Good Pods, though. Uh, we're still charting very well on that on that app. So uh, we'd appreciate it if you rate and review us over on Good Pods. Uh, also, listen to us there because uh, that app seems to matter more than fucking Apple Podcast does. Yeah. All right. And uh, thank you to Space Weather for the use of our theme song, Bitter, uh, which for this episode has been replaced by Kate Bush's Running Up That Hill. So uh, we'll, we'll see if I feel like doing that. <laughs> uh, and until next week, this is Caleb saying we'll see you next Tuesday. Netflix and Swill is an independent podcast. 
As such, we believe in the scrappy underdogs of the podcast world. If you're an indie podcast and would like us to run your promo on our show, please contact us. The little guys need to stick. If you enjoy what we're doing, please consider leave podcasts and telling a friend. The more we grow, the better the show will be. Thank you for being part of the Netflix and Swill family.